Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Bethany Frankel from the Real Housewives of New York experienced a near-death experience in Boston due to her severe fish allergies, but was saved by her new boyfriend, Paul Burnham. Cameron Westcott from the Real Housewives of Dallas spills the tea on the rumors being spread by Deandra Simmons that Carrie Duber won't be returning to Dallas's upcoming fourth season. Kim Zolciak Bierman from Dopey Tardy and formerly Real Housewives of Atlanta sat down with Real Housewives of New Jersey's Teresa Giudice to talk about their experience on the show and whether they'd do it all over again. We'll also discuss our favorite moments that aired on Bravo in 2018, from Southern Charm's epic battles to the boat ride from hell on The Real Housewives of New York. I will be tackling this mess and more with today's co-host, Jasper. He's Bravo Happy Hour's international correspondent, Skyping all the way in from Germany. He's also been my partner in crime to many Housewives events, including Housewives Trivia Night in Astoria, New York, which, by the way, happens the last Sunday of every month and is amazing and also the life-changing experience of seeing Countess Luann in NYC, where we spotted the Count Victoria and Noel. Welcome back, Jasper. Hello. So to get to know Jasper a little more, I'm going to ask you three questions. What is your favorite show on Bravo? I think it's Roni, but I also really enjoyed Sweet Home. Yeah, <laughs> the you design the- show based on Sweet Home, Oklahoma. I actually really enjoyed that one. To be honest, I completely agree with you. We give that show no love <laughs> on this show. However, I wholeheartedly agree that it's, it's so amazing. Good. I hope it's coming back next year. Let's write Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your least favorite show on Bravo? Talking of Andy, watch what happens live. Oh, my God. You are really saying, like, insane answers right now. I've known you for, like, almost two years, and... I'm baffled. I hate him. I can't stand him. I can't stand the show. It's not funny. It's just stupid. And he's always high as a kite. And it annoys the fuck out of me. (laughs) And the Bravo star that you think should come back to a franchise. Not only one star. It's a whole fucking cast of Ladies of London. Oh, I agree with that. Hands down. Best show that ever aired on Bravo. Absolutely. I love them so much. (laughs) 
Well, let's just jump right into it. So Bethany Frankel from The Real Housewives of New York City revealed on Twitter on Monday that she was hospitalized in the ICU of the Newton Wesley Hospital outside of Boston after she suddenly fell ill. Frankel said she had soup, itched, and was unconscious for 15 minutes, being transferred to the ER because her blood pressure was dangerously low. So it seems like Ramona poisoned her again. <laughs> I saw that on Instagram or Twitter or something that somebody like tweeted at Bethany and Ramona like did Ramona poison you again I was laughing so hard like I I I don't know I can't with Bethany sometimes she's quite the drama queen isn't she to say the least like what I don't really understand is how like she was unconscious but her boyfriend or rebound or whatever he is because she has like one boyfriend after the other at the moment like put a pill in her mouth and made her swallow it somehow i know an unconscious pill swallowing yeah <laughs> like usually when you're unconscious because i learned all that stuff like they put you you have to go into lateral position right if you're still like breathing and your heart rate is still up and they put you in lateral position and like overstretch your head so you don't swallow like fluids and vomit that is in your body so you don't suffer. So if somebody puts a pill in your mouth and then puts water in it as well, there is quite a high chance that you would suffer. I couldn't talk, see, thought I had a stroke, dying, told if five minutes later I'd be dead. 911 and EPI saved me. I'll never not carry a hashtag EpiPen, which hashtag EpiPen, love that. Um, <laughs> she said that her boyfriend, Paul Burnin, who if you guys go back to episode three, you get the full deets on Polly. He's actually quite cute, but he was able to call 911, get the pill down her throat, and he saved her life. So, hey, good for Paul. So he's Boston-based, which is why they were up in Boston, I guess, for the weekend. And actually, I was in Boston this weekend. So can you imagine if I ran into Bethany and Paul and Bryn? God, <gasps> imagine. That would have been so funny. What would you oh. Imagine if I was just, like, on the street and she was getting pulled into a stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> so Bethany obviously can't go down without screaming. She ended up on Twitter slamming Rosewood Hotels, saying she was so pissed off at the hotel she was staying in in Boston, didn't end up comping her for the nights she didn't stay because she called 911. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And like, it's not like she needs, needs the money. Exactly. It's like, oh. shut the fuck up, Bethany. I know you had your allergic reaction, whatever, but <laughs> take a Benadryl and calm down. So, <laughs> Rosewood Hotels obviously responded saying, please direct message us and we will handle your problems. <laughs> Lol. You feel voucher for the next time you down here and can stay at one. <laughs> right? Great voucher. So after Boston, Bethany headed to the Dominican Republic with Paul and Bryn, where they spent Christmas together. And she actually posted the first photo of them on her Instagram account. So going public. <laughs> she said he saved my life uh, in the caption, whatever. And that they were on a, a retreat, a health retreat. You so, know, hey. Just like, again, every time it comes to Bethany and relationships, I just have to think of that 
epic moment in, or was it season two or whatever Ramona and Bethany on the bridge oh god the bridge so it's so true like she's gonna fuck that and she's gonna fuck up that relationship too it's just a matter of time seriously she just I, I don't think she I don't think she needs a man in her life I don't think she really does want a man in her life she's just should like concentrate on not dying eating soup and <laughs> selling her ugly jeans. <laughs> I think she should just swear off soup in 2019. It seems like it's really causing her a lot of bodily harm. Probably, but <laughs> I mean, she might not be able to eat real food. <laughs> Maybe she can only eat liquids because she's so skinny. <laughs> Not alleging that she might have eating disorder. No, I mean her whole projection storyline with uh, Jules. That that was nothing. <laughs> God. <laughs> so after the Dominican Republic, they head to Palm Beach, Florida, where Ramona was also there. There is no sign of Lou, because obviously, if everybody knows, this time last year Lou was arrested in West Palm. Um, That's my highlight but- of 2017. I know, right? I literally woke up. I think it was Christmas Eve she got arrested. Christmas morning, like, presents, I don't care about. Tree, I don't care about. Luann's mugshot, like, it's actually framed in my bedroom right now because I don't know what my problem is, why that's hanging up in my bedroom, but it's just a cautionary tale. Well, it's because (laughs) we won Housewife Trivia and was one of the main prizes we got. (sighs) I know, I was like trying not to be like, you guys, I need to have this picture, but it was bestowed upon me. Yeah, so Luann's in California, she'll be spending New Year's Eve with Sonia Rita, so that should be ugly, uh, and I can't wait to see, because I think they're probably filming right now, they definitely are filming right now, so should all be very interesting. Usually take a break, break during the holidays, don't they? Oh yeah, that's actually they do. Before Christmas... Like, they go to the Berkshires, don't they? And then they come back after New Year's. So true. Well, speaking of another real housewife of New York that has been coming out publicly about her new mans, Jill Zarin posted a picture on Instagram of her and her boyfriend, Gary Brody, making it Instagram official. The caption said, Trivia question. What is the origin of the term love in tennis? Like, I don't know what that means. Neither like, do I. I, I, was like, I read it so many times. Is this an old people trivia thing? <laughs> it's an old rich person thing. <laughs> Probably. Not for me, millennial. No, I don't get it. But, like, I mean, well, good for her, I guess. Yeah, I'm glad. Obviously, everybody knows uh, this past year, Jill lost her husband, Bobby Zarin, to cancer. And, you know, she said, of course, it's time. It's time. We started off as friends. One thing led to another. And, you know, this is what Bobby wanted for me. And he was very adamant about that. And Good. You know, I, I don't think I, I'm not a believer of the idea that you should have to wait so long after your deceased husband. Like Bobby had been going through cancer for years. Jill kind of knew it was coming. So, you know, good for her. I'm glad she's found love. But actually, I just saw here that Jill and Gary were actually first linked to one another in June after they were spotted attending the Gotti premiere party at Tao Nightclub, and God knows, Lala and Rand from Vanderpump Rules were definitely there. <laughs> so, well, he produced it, didn't he? Lala. Zero on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So, I would think, like, when 
Jill Zarin was invited to the premiere as well. It must have been a really shitty movie. Like, <laughs> if it's all like Bravo celebrities being invited to the premiere, it can't well, be that good, can it be? Did you catch Jill Zarin in the, a recent episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey where she was, like, I think it was Daniel's bachelorette party. Like, Jill Zarin is just standing there. I'm like, girl, you can't even get on Jersey. I didn't, I didn't notice that at all. Oh, my well, God. I okay. paying that much attention anyways because I'm not that excited about Jersey. Take that back. I no, love yeah. it. Like, I know that. Saint Andy has been tweeting about it, and everyone is like, oh, it's gonna be the best season ever since, like, I don't know, nowhere in season two or whatever. So far, I'm not impressed. It's okay, it's better than it was last year, but it's still not that great. And I'm over Danielle, she can go. Her breed of crazy is oh, so dangerous, like, I feel like she's a danger to society. Like, I think so too. Yeah. She's terrifying, but, anyways. I- New York will be back in 2019. We don't know the date yet, but I just can't wait. Bring it back. Vanderpump Rules stars Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright obviously are getting married at Versailles Castle in Kentucky, which, you guys, it's pronounced Versailles, not Versailles. Uh, shocker. Jax opened up on Twitter. Jax opened up on Instagram on the 27th of December saying that they found this pastor named Ryan Dotson. Obviously, after some internet sleuthing, people found that Dotson is a homophobe. (laughs) Because are there any pastors in Kentucky that aren't homophobes? That's the first question. Who knows? There might be one or two. (laughs) I mean, is anyone surprised, though? Like, it's Jackson Brittany, the dumbest fuck. So... (laughs) And they don't think. For them, it's not like, oh, like we're famous and we're like kind, kind of is role models. Mm-hmm. I think for them, it's just like, oh, we find this pastor. Probably her mom recommended him or whatever. And I don't think they think of the consequences and what it shows to the outside. Certainly not. And, you know, obviously... People can believe in whatever they want. However, a show that literally has full episodes about gay pride, you know, Lisa Vanderpump is an ally to the LGBTQ community, you know, and then they throw this guy on screen. Like, it's like, what message are you trying to send? Like, oh, you guys are allies for the gay community when you want to dress like sluts and like dance all day and get drunk. But, you know, not when it actually comes down to like getting married and being inclusive of probably gay people who will actually be attending Britney's best friend you know her gay best friend I, because well, he's not just her best friend Ugh. I reckon they just didn't research the guy <laughs> I mean you've seen last week's bend upon rules and they're like doing the be a cheat thing and then <laughs> Jax is doing the business side and then a the producer asks him about it and he's like actually I don't know anything about business <laughs> yeah Maybe do some research before. So I don't think they researched the guy either. And they're idiots. I mean, she's marrying a man who cheated on her. Her mom told her to forgive him. They're fucking hypocrites. So it's not a big surprise. 
<laughs> yeah, so this Ryan Dotson guy wrote on Facebook in 2015, the devil wants to legalize sin. Just because it's legal, that doesn't mean it's right. How wicked is our nation becoming? So Ryan Dotson probably is really excited to have Britney's best friend, Zach, who is a homosexual, be probably in her bridal party, let's be real. So that should be interesting. Obviously, the two of them aren't, you know, yet ones to research anything. But it should be interesting if, like, Andy or Lisa Vanderpump even are at the wedding to even protest anything. Like, do you think Lisa will actually go to this shit show? She's only going to go to that shit show. <laughs> She's only going to go to the wedding if it's going to be on TV. And yeah. I doubt it's going to be on TV. You think? Like, well, I can't imagine them all traveling to Kentucky. I mean, they already did the destination wedding to, what was it? Bass Lakes? No, I don't know. But <laughs> oh, Big Lakes. Bear. Big Bear for Katie and Tom. I don't... That's just a repeat storyline. But this is the wedding. Uh, yeah, and next year it's going to be the divorce. <laughs> I think Jackson and Brittany are hoping for a season two of Jackson and Brittany taking Kentucky or whatever their little spinoff was called. Well, they're... That's what they're hoping for. But I don't think they're going to get it I mean, if I think they're going to keep the pastor. Unanimously, that show was so bad. Like, you know, you really get a magnified view of Jax being so abusive and Britney being so subservient to this fucking idiot. Like, it was hard to watch. And I don't even think I finished it because I'm like... What makes Vanderpump Rules amazing is an ensemble cast. When you start taking people out of an ensemble cast and giving them the spotlight, you're really taking out all of the organic drama and, you know, focusing in on this, like, young girl's depression and, like, her abusive boyfriend who she's, like, taking back and, you know, protecting when he's a piece of shit. Like, it just was hard to watch. And I really hope they're not angling for a spinoff because that would just be fucking bleak. A hundred percent, that's what they're hoping for. Or at least the special. Like, yeah, I mean, like Candy Burris had that special on <laughs> Housewives for her boring wedding with Todd. Yeah, but ugh, I can't, no, I just can't with them. I can't stand them. Uh, well, they also, on December 26th, had photos of them doing meal tasting for the menu for, the menu for their wedding. And obviously, Jax was eating a $400 truffle dish, which... LOL, like Jax can spell the word truffle. Or Jax even knows that truffle's from a mushroom. Like, uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, like, I didn't know truffles could even get into Kentucky. I thought that was like, I thought they didn't exactly. even know what that is. All they're going to have at their wedding is going to be beer, cheese, and moonshine. Like, <laughs> it's going to be country chic. <laughs> Have you ever had beer cheese, Jasper? No. I never heard of beer cheese before I watched Van the Pump Rules. We don't eat stuff like that in Europe. Yeah, that's why everyone's not 600 pounds. <laughs> that's so funny. Sounds gross. It really does sound gross. Yeah, I think I had it once when I was younger, like at a weird restaurant near an airport, actually. But that was the only time, and I have no interest in trying it again. But, I mean, if they buy it, if they make it, I'll probably buy it because... Well, of course you're going to get a batch and taste it once I'm 
in New York, but <laughs> I mean, we don't have cheese in a can here either. So oh, that was so dark. String cheese, cheese in a can, Huda, Gouda. It's like, girl, string cheese and Gouda cheese are different things. <laughs> string cheese isn't a type of cheese. It's He's an idiot. And I mean, no offense to y'all Americans, but it's not Gouda. It's Howda. Howda. It's not Howda. It's Howda. I'm half Dutch, so I can't. And there's this whole thing going on on the internet about it, of course, how to pronounce it. It's Howda and it's Van Gogh and not Van Gogh. Van Gogh. So, happy to clear that up thank you we really this is why we have an international correspondent because we're just trash americans exactly (laughs) speaking of more homophobic stuff amber marchese from season six real housewives of new jersey the one season wonder back on episode 12 i talked about how her husband said that gay children ruin christmas (laughs) 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 yeah because he doesn't like it up the ass Amber Marchese posted on an Instagram story a picture of a of another Instagram post saying, new study finds that baby formula is linked to homosexuality. So scientists at the University of Cambridge have discovered a correlation between babies being fed formula and their likelihood to become homosexual. <laughs> is she, like, uh, what? Like, she obviously immediately deleted the post after probably a bunch of people reached out to her and told her she's a fucking idiot. But <laughs> it's just yet another Amber Marchese gem for the books. <laughs> yeah. She, oh, God. The, re- the recently released study has discovered that babies given formula at birth for the first one to two years increases their chance of being homosexual. I didn't know that's how homosexuality worked. <clears throat> no, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get formula. I got fresh breast milk. <laughs> wow, there you go. <laughs> Spoken from a homosexual's mouth. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. She's just she needs she needs to go and lay down. Like they need to get off Twitter, off social media, off whatever and like just lay down nobody cares for them they weren't a one hit wonder a one season wonder they were a one season nightmare like <laughs> they can't oh god they ruined jersey yeah them and the twins totally it was the worst season ever even though i did rewatch it recently after i did yeah episode 12 because i was like i have to remember what makes jim marchese suck so much he did bring a lot of drama because he was fighting with Teresa, and he was like my job is to prosecute people like you, Joe. And like Joe didn't beat the crap out of him, but Joe Gorga was standing up for Joe Judice. So that was kind of great. However, he's such a little weasel. Like I was rooting for Joe Gorga and Joe Judice, which says a lot because exactly. <laughs> they're trash. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Like they're just so desperate for attention. I don't even think they know what they're doing or what they're talking about. I think they just. She saw that he was getting a lot of attention, even bad attention. And so she was like, oh, maybe I should do something. Or she was like, oh, here, if I post this, it's going to show how I'm standing by my husband. I don't know. They're like, <laughs> they're, they're all the people who are like, bad press is good press. It's like, 
Absolutely. No. <laughs> they need to go. They just need to go. Yeah, they really need to go to sleep. You're crazy. Um, the words of Bethany Frankel. Never wake up again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm heading down to crazy. Dallas, Cameron Westcott from the Real Housewives of Dallas was on Danny Pellegrino's Everything Iconic podcast saying that Deandra Simmons, also a cast member, said that she actually started the rumor that Cam and Carrie were fired from the Dallas Housewives. So back on episode 10, I had reported that the Real Housewives of Dallas producers were looking to cast two new housewives for season four of Dallas, which evidently sparked all these rumors. You can hear us talking about it where we basically said Cam and Carrie are probably getting the boot. And... Cameron opened up saying, you know, we were on good terms before I left. Once it started airing, she decided to peace out. I'm going to go crazy and I hate you, blah, blah, blah. And obviously you saw Deandra and Cam really go at it on the reunions. I hate Deandra. <laughs> See, I am team Deandra. We are always on opposite sides <laughs> of the spectrum. I don't understand. You were, on t- you were team Carol. Like, you and no one else. Like, what, what am I not seeing with Deandra? <laughs> Well, quite a lot, I guess. <laughs> I will always be Team Carol. I can't stand Cameron West cunt. <laughs> I think she's awful. I think she's an idiot, especially like with her being a trumpet. And oh, she's a trumpet. Oh, actually, I shouldn't. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Is. There was this whole article about like the West Cop family and like the women in the family and this wedding thing like months ago where I don't know she her husband his brother his wife or whatever were sitting at a table and were doing really r- racist um, comments. That's not surprising. And, stuff. and obviously she is following Donald Trump and. Ivanka and whomever on Instagram. Ugh. Although Bethany also is following them. But um, I actually listened to that um, episode of Danny Pellegrino's podcast, but I kept zoning out because I find her so annoying and I find her voice so annoying. Can't really <laughs> listen to her. And I'm sure there were rumors, and maybe Deandra started them somehow, or was asked, like, who do you think should leave? And then she would have been like, oh, yeah, Carrie and Cameron. And you know how it is. Everything gets, like, spun around, and then 
it turns into something else than what she actually might have said. I don't know. To be fair, if somebody from the cast had to leave, it should be Carrie and Cameron. <laughs> I know. It's like, she's not wrong. Obviously, I think Cam should stay because she's a really good lackey for Leanne. And the fact that, like, I find it funny that Cam is so against Brandy's antics, yet she's aligning herself with a crazy carny. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, Brandy's bad and bad for my image. But Leanne, on the other hand, it's like, what? Like, they both are trash, obviously. But how do you choose one trash over the other trash? Like, gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Cam ended up saying, uh, the rumors about Carrie not returning are absolutely incorrect. I know the individual who started that rumor. It was a cast member. <laughs> she doesn't name names, but obviously, wait, but she didn't leave it at that. She named names. It was a cast member. Obviously, she said Deandra. She said she went around telling people and mutual friends that I got fired. Are you kidding me? That's absolutely not true. Like she, she's so dumb. Like, but I love her. I think she shouldn't go. And I think I think the cast should basically say the same. Maybe you should throw out Carrie Duber because her and her husband's redemption season this year was so pathetic. Like Mark pretending to love his kid. Like it's like <laughs> you, dude, we don't we don't buy it, Mark. I don't buy that you even wanted this kid in the first place. Oh, That's and also me. <laughs> like her storyline with like her father. There's like, no, your father doesn't hate you. <laughs> or he might do, which wouldn't surprise anyone. But like. There were no issues. She was just trying to make something up. She was trying to make up a storyline. And I don't think her father even knew that she was making out that he didn't like his daughter. Well, even if it was true, like, they didn't divulge into any of it. Like, we have Stephanie being so open and so honest about, like, her past and the struggles she's faced. And I think that's what has elevated her to, like, being, like, a love, a beloved housewife. Carrie is like, I had issues with my dad. It's like, well, everybody has, like, their own daddy issues. But, like, at least open up about yours. Let's go to Denmark. Yeah. And not bring my dad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tivoli Gardens, Tivoli Gardens. It's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Stephanie is like the best housewife on Dallas. I I think she's a fan favorite and she's absolutely my favorite. She's fun and like she's open and she isn't really too dramatic or is making up stupid storylines. I mean, the one about the pool in the the living room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but that was just like a sideshow but at least that was like glamorous like at least she's like ah my new house my husband just bought for five million dollars has a pool in the living room like at least that's like fun and interesting not like carrie duber being like we spent 160 grand on a stove it's like get the fuck over yourself (laughs) like this isn't fun to watch this is like sad because like your kid has to go to college one day and this might all go away (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, speaking of other sad news, Candy Burris from the Real Housewives of Atlanta opened up on December 27th, saying that she lost her beloved Aunt Hazel. So Aunt Hazel was obviously featured on Atlanta. The Instagram caption said, I lost my Aunt Hazel this morning. Why does it always seem like we lose loved ones or on the holidays? Please keep my family in your prayers. So Aunt Hazel also worked with Mama Joyce and her other two aunts, Bertha and Nora at OLG, the old lady gang, which is their restaurant in Atlanta. So, just kind of sad that she lost her. 
R.I.P. R.I.P. Aunt Hazel. Yeah, that's really all we really had to say. <laughs> I don't even remember Aunt Hazel. To be honest, I don't either. <laughs> it's like she had all of those crazy aunts, and I, you know, I love Candy, but I really don't think she ever deserved any of those spinoffs when they like her family went skiing. Like, why the fuck does she get a spinoff when her family decides to go skiing? Like. It just was like I never watched any of them. I'm like, this seems so boring. It's the same Jackson Britney thing. You take the person out of the cast and you realize how boring and uninteresting they are. And yeah, I also don't... and also didn't she have Candy Coated Nights as a TV talk show for a little bit on Bravo? Yeah, I believe it got to like three episodes. Right. Just like play-by-play. Play. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder like maybe Candy produced those shows herself and was like, I'm going to pay for everything, but like, can you put it on Bravo? I mean, probably. And she, I was looking on Instagram, she has almost six million followers, so... You know, people love Candy. Like, I love her. I think she's funny and real. But I, I don't want to watch her host a TV show about sex. Like, that actually disgusts no. me. Like, <laughs> no. I don't think I want to see any of those housewives have a show about sex. Like, oh. none of them. I would actually like to see Cameron Westcott, like, okay. host one. <laughs> that big black dildo. <laughs> That must be so awkward. Imagine. Oh my gosh, she's so much taller than him. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How does that work? Oh, Let's ask her. <laughs> I don't want to know. There's like pictures in my head already. No. <laughs> oh, thank you. So that morning, Candy and her family left to go to Jamaica. They also were seen with real uh, love and hip hop Atlanta stars Rashid and Kirk Frost. And both couples are actually expecting kids via surrogate. So hopefully they can get some relaxation before they have babies on the way. Relaxation. <laughs> having the kids themselves. So clearly they're going to have a nanny as well. It's not like they need relaxation before the crying baby is going to be around. They're not going to take care of it themselves. Right? Make Mama Joyce watch that baby, even though those kids would turn out to be real fucked up. If Mama <laughs> Joyce has their hands, her hands on them. <laughs> oh, God. Slap the piss out of them. <laughs> So staying in Atlanta, Kim Zolciak Bierman, who was formerly on The Real Housewives of Atlanta and currently on Don't Be Tardy, which <clears throat> is definitely not coming back. Let's be real. She has a podcast now called Don't Be Tardy, which I do believe that that name moniker should end. It's not funny. It's not interesting. And it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, but besides the point... Kim had Teresa GDJ from the Real Housewives of New Jersey on her show where they were talking about what it means to be a housewife, if they enjoyed it. Kim asked, do you love doing housewives? Teresa said, no. I guess you can't really ask me that because it's not been the greatest for me. In response, Kim told Teresa, it's been horrible for me, girl. I walked away from millions. I said, to hell with it. That's not enough. There's not enough money for me to do this. First and foremost... Kim Zolciak Bierman was not pulling in millions. I think we can both agree on that, right? Well, I did a bit of research. And according to net worth on the internet, she's worth 1.5 million. So clearly, <laughs> break up millions on the That's housewives. All I'm she's worth? Basic math, and I'm not good at math. Her podcast is called House of Kim. No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't trust anything I say. 
So, I mean, oh, God. Again, those two, like Kim and Teresa, it's like those two on the podcast is like the blind leading the blind. I mean, <laughs> Teresa Giudici is literally the dumbest housewife of all times. I think we all can agree on that. She's like the dumbest person on the planet. 100%. And then Kim isn't far off, is she? I mean, No, she's a close second. Absolutely. And it's like, oh God, those two talking to each other on the on the podcast, it's a blind leading the blind. And like, especially then Teresa being like, oh no, I hate the housewives. It's not a good experience. And at some point she said something like, I just, I don't understand. Why can't I live my life like everyone else? Yeah, because you're on a fucking TV show. You made that decision yourself to be on a TV show. It's like, she, she wants to have her cake. Now, what's the saying? Have your cake and eat it too? Yeah. The whole thing is kind of pathetic. Like, obviously, this is where these women have, like, it's like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. They both got on this show willingly. They put their lives out there. So Kim told Teresa, this is just my opinion, and I think that you wouldn't have gone through some of the stuff that you went through had you not been on The Housewives. Teresa says, um, hello, of course, yes, yes. But, okay, shut the fuck up. Your husband was a criminal before you were on the show and after. Like, come on. Your husband would have gotten caught regardless. The fact that he allowed you to put your lives in the public eye heightened everything that he ever did, obviously, and made it, you know, public but just because you were on the show doesn't mean that that caused you know your husband to do all of these things like he was a criminal before so i hate that oh we wouldn't have gotten caught it's like you would have you would have like probably would have been in jail or camp or now on the podcast she called it college um oh oh, wait are you fucking kidding no because they were talking about yoga and how Kim wants to start doing yoga. And she asked Teresa how long she's been doing yoga. And she was like, I've been doing it since college. <laughs> and Kim was like, oh, wow. And Teresa went like, do you get it? <laughs> away. And I was like, oh, my God. She actually was. I give Teresa credit for, like, cracking a little joke. Yeah. She obviously didn't understand it because, yeah, she's an idiot. But, she doesn't understand things. But, I mean, Teresa would have been in jail much longer, probably, if she wouldn't have been on camera, let's face it. Like, if she wasn't famous, she would have been in jail way longer for all the shit that happened back then. Oh, 100%. And also... Kim ends up saying to go back to Real Housewives of Atlanta would be traumatizing. What aired was, I don't think it was a great indication, but whatever. It was traumatizing. It's a lot of stress I felt versus don't be tardy. Of course, you know, like her arguing with the women of Atlanta is a little bit different than like filming in your fucking driveway while your kids play around on like little cars. Like, (laughs) duh. That family, uh, that's scary. (laughs) That's, yeah, that whole family is. A bit like. What's that church called that's again against homosexuals and everything? That oh, oh, um, first uh, oh, Baptist, no, what's the method? It? Oh, let me google it. Really racist church, <laughs> <laughs> Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> exactly. It's not a bit like that, an inbreed. Oh, my Just god, <laughs> in a little gated community. Well, in their little house, and they 
don't want to do anything with other people. And it's the same. I don't know how Kim and Croy can afford the life they have. There is something wrong. She'll be flaunting Chanel bags that are literally $6,000. And one, Don't Be Tardy doesn't play on syndication. They never play the episodes, which they would be doing if the show was going to eventually be coming back. At least they'd be playing it on like Friday afternoons, whatever. The show is so not coming back. Brielle posted something the other day with the caption, oh, life isn't as perfect as it seems. It's like, yeah, because your show's not getting picked up again because your mom's a fucking racist. Like on a show predominantly with african-american women being openly racist like as much as bravo condones a lot of bad behavior and they don't always stand up for maybe what's quote-unquote right i think they're being silent on the whole don't be tardy thing because they know like this chick is a liability they probably have some questionable footage of her anyways so good don't put her on tv she's an idiot and yeah it should be called house of lies because her whole fucking life is a lie like I know, like, I mean, she is awful. I did do enjoy her back in the olden days on Atlanta, I have to say. Like, her and me together were good fun, and I would have loved to see, like, a a Simple Life-style spin-off with Nini and Kim. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, she doesn't deserve to be on TV anymore. And... Honestly, I want to see them failing. I really do. <laughs> well, I think it's only a matter of time before she's on marriage boot camp, which is where housewives go to die. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to do that. But I just want to really want to see everything unravel and like see how they have no money at all. And also, like, she has, I think, 2.5 million Instagram followers, right? They're fake. Most of them are bought. So how i don't understand like why does she get endorsement deals and get stuff to sell although she doesn't really have the followers well i mean i think people people buy the crap that they're selling which is frightening because i don't know like she's not the type of quote-unquote influencer that i want to influence anything in my life exactly no not at all (laughs) and she's been sending out her like cashmere beauty stuff to other housewives in hopes to that they would promote it like you remember lisa hochstein from oh yeah of miami so she sent stuff to her husband the plastic surgeon who put it on on insta story where it's like send your stuff to people who other people actually care about and plastic surgeon who's been she on. took out her big implants. I feel like I saw that like a month or so ago. She was like, thanks, doctor, whatever. Like, thanks for taking out my implants. It's like, get the fuck off my screen. I don't want to see this. <laughs> so, Jasper, what was your favorite moment that aired on Bravo in all of 2018? I don't know, but I think it must have been like the boat ride from hell or like the whole Cartagena trip the Real Housewives of New York took. I mean, the whole shitting the bed and shitting on the floor and actually Ramona stuck in a glass elevator were <laughs> big moments. And you're not even talking about the like the multi-person fight at that one dinner. <laughs> Where it kept cutting from fight to fight. Like That was the most epic thing I've ever... That deserves an Emmy. 
that whole season deserves an Emmy. I think that whole season was actually my highlight of the Bravo year. Like, everything was good. Giovanni. Like, <laughs> everything. It went through Luann's whole arrest. Like, ha- like, no other Housewife series, like, no other Housewife is willing to be, like, as vulnerable and open as Luann. Like, that might be a controversial thing to say, but, like... If anyone else got arrested and the mugshot and all of this and you see them at like the lowest of their low points and then you see like their redemption tour now her doing Countess and Friends, which I mentioned earlier that we attended together. You know, it's kind of amazing to see she's like, you know, fuck it. Like, yeah, I had a really rough night, but that doesn't mean I can't like kill it on the cabaret stage. I mean, she is my ride or die. Like, I love her so much. And obviously, like, meeting her at her cabaret, talking to her, and her being really open about, like, why she didn't perform the night before and everything. And, like, just talking to us like a normal person made me love her even more. I think she's amazing. She's completely delusional, of course. Completely. That's what makes makes us love her. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and so glad we saw her, like, we were one of the first few hundred people seeing her live on stage. Well, now she, her tour is blowing up. She's playing so many venues, and it's pretty amazing. Like, you know, she's playing, like, 200-person locations, like, and selling out. <laughs> so Absolutely. it's a testament to how real and, like, loyal Bravo fans are. Absolutely. And I mean, most of us go there to see her, see them fail. I mean, let's be honest. But 100%. The show was really entertaining. So Because also, it's not just her. Like, you know, she brings in comedians, singers, you know, dancers. Like, And that's kind of what makes it fun. Like, the end friends makes it even better because they actually bring real talent. And then Luann brings in shtick. And, you know, 60% talent, 40% shtick is what I'm about. Like, I love that. <laughs> Exactly. So actually, yeah, her cabaret show is my highlight of my year. But in terms of TV, it's, I think, the whole Roni season. Yeah, you really can't go wrong. Well, my favorite moment is definitely just the battle between Ashley Jacobs and Catherine Dennis on Southern Charm. I thought their their whole arc of fighting about Thomas and claiming she's a bad mother and being a drunk and just all of their fights like made my blood boil in just the best way possible. I feel like there's never been such a hated person on television as Ashley Jacobs is and I obviously have been kind of reporting on how she's going to be back for next season as at least for a few episodes, but it's so sad because it's, like, too real. It was maybe so- awful. I don't really need her back on TV, but I guess it's only going to be for a little bit till, like, Tommy is, is going to go to prison or whatever, and then we will never <laughs> see her again. Well, I know she, she actually blocked the Bravo Happy Hour Instagram account, which makes <laughs> me, <laughs> like, Ooh. I'm like, I don't know why. I only posted very mean things about her, but they're all true. Yes. You have no idea how hard I've been trying to get blocked by some Bravo celebrity on Twitter or Instagram or a Kardashian. Well, my last podcast, that Instagram account got blocked by Jonathan Shaban, a food god. So (laughs) (laughs) luckily, Ashley and Jonathan both allow me to actually know Jonathan blocked my podcast and me personally. I don't know what the fuck my problem is. (laughs) 
But, yeah, I just think the whole Southern Charm season was so good. And now this upcoming season, I think, will be interesting because I wonder if they'll actually address what's going on with Thomas, address what's going on with JD, address what's going on with Ashley and the nanny and Catherine, the custody. Like, I understand they're all tied up in, like, legal issues. But, you know, to to not highlight what's actually happening in these people's lives would be a disservice to the show. And, you know, how? why do they feel they could be open about Countess Luann's legal issues, but they can't be honest about the Southern Charm people. So it's interesting. And obviously Whitney's the producer of Southern Charm, so they have like a producer on their side, but still Bravo should really step in and be like, no, we really need to address this because these are topical things that are happening in society. If we don't talk about them, then, you know, then what is the platform that you're even using to highlight people's stories? Like, and truth. I do think they will, though, because, like, last season already was kind of, like, the redemption tour of the women. Like, them taking down, or especially Danny and Naomi taking down JD and Thomas a little bit and everything. I've, and I think that got them quite the ratings as well, and everyone was loving it, that it's, like, the strong women are finally speaking up. So I think Bravo will be thinking like, oh, yeah, let's go down that road even harder. Well, I kind of think that's what they're trying to do with Vanderpump Rules right now. All the girls are like trying to be strong. But it's like, okay, first and foremost, James Kennedy isn't like a serial rapist. (laughs) Like, like, first and foremost, he's no Thomas Ravenel. He's no Bill Cosby. Like, he's a fucking idiot cheating on his girlfriend. The same thing that all of you people have done. The same thing that your husband did to you, Katie. Like, let's not forget last season where he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I did kiss that girl all night. Like, I thought she was you. Like, if my husband said, oh, yeah, sorry, babe, I cheated on you in our first year because I was so blackout drunk that I thought I was kissing you. (laughs) That would be grounds for divorce. Katie's like, I love you. I smoke weed now and I'm not angry anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking stupid. Not angry or not hangry? (laughs) She's still angry. We both know that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on. Obviously, next time we need our international correspondent, you will be called upon. Thank you for listening to episode 14 and check back next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. While you're at it, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Be sure to tune in next Monday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.